What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Champion U. We got an extra special guest for you today. He is a seven-year professional baseball player with the Philadelphia Phillies, former quarterback with Auburn and Eastern Kentucky, current husband, father, and running back coach at IMG Academy for the football team, and also former teammate of mine with the Lakewood Blue Claws in the Philadelphia Phillies organization. I got my boy, Cord Sandberg. What's going on, Cord? Hello, Joe. What's happening, brother? <laughs> it's good to see you, man. It's uh, <laughs> I probably haven't talked to you since, other than when we talked on the phone um, earlier this last week. Probably hadn't talked to you since uh, I was done playing ball. Because oh, no. I... I no, yeah, you reached out because I and, and like I've I've followed you social media, um, and uh, yeah, when when I saw you caught, I was like, oh man, Wojo, because you, you you left me uh you left me a message, and I was like, I wonder what Wojo once with uh once with me. I know he's doing some uh big time things in the nutrition world and just mindset and different things. So I I was curious on uh on um what you were calling, what you were calling about, but yeah, no, it's good to see you, sir. Yeah. Likewise. And man, you got a hell of a story. I know you were like a four-star quarterback coming out of high school. You got drafted by the Phillies. Like you had two different directions to go, which is sick first off. And I want to dive into that, but first off, I'd love for you to kind of share your story of just how you've really gotten to this point. Cause obviously a lot of your, life at this point has been in sports, right? Just basically everything, you know, even your job now is, is in sports. So right. I'd love for you to share just how you've gotten to this point. Yeah. I, well, I could, I could talk for a while on how I've gotten to this point and just all the different decisions and um, different things that uh, have presented to me. But yeah, I was, I was blessed. I, I grew up just down the road from where I'm at right now, working um, here in Bradenton, Florida, went to Manatee high school, played football and baseball, enjoyed playing both sports. Um, Manatee High School, rich in tradition with, with football. Baseball, not bad, but definitely more of a, of a football program. And I was playing at a great time with a bunch of good dudes. And we had a lot of talent. We won a lot of football games. And um, so football scholarships started kind of being a thing sophomore, junior year. And so I knew – with with the way that college baseball is that I knew if I went to college, it was going to be more so football just with the way that the scholarships are broken up. Because um, with baseball, I'm sure you're probably familiar with that recruiting process when you played, it wasn't going to be 100%. And so once I knew football scholarship, that's 100%. I knew that if I went to college, it was going to be football and then maybe have a chance to play baseball in college. And then really my junior year, my high school baseball coach was saying, hey, you might have a chance to get drafted out of high school. And I don't think I knew that you could get drafted out of high school till maybe my freshman year of high school. I just hadn't really, I mean, you know, you're playing little league and you're watching the big leagues and, um, you know, major league baseball, but I didn't realize that that path could start right after high school. Um, but I went to some, some different tournaments and baseball is really, really good in this area. So you're just constantly having area scouts and just a lot of exposure with baseball and, had some success. I'll be honest, my, my uh, decent baseball player, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, undersell who I was as a baseball player, but really me being in this area and being at that time, 6'3", 
210 and just kind of looking the part, just kind of being an athletic guy. That's what really kind of got me on the radar because I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had one home run my junior year and one home run my senior year as a baseball player. There was just kind of, you know, that projectability factor on, okay, like what if this kid played football or, you know, baseball all the time? Um, and so, yeah, I, I committed to Mississippi State for football the summer before my senior year and kind of got that out of the way. Um, and then had some in-home in meetings with area scouts and wasn't sure if that was going to be a possibility, but was drafted in the third round and just um, really financially and with what the opportunity presented, uh, it was something that I, I felt good about pursuing, knowing that football would be there. Um, and it, it wasn't a crazy easy decision because, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing both. So it, it was very difficult, but um, I know I've talked to you about my faith a little bit, and that's kind of what I leaned on and, and prayed about. And I was excited just to be able to focus on one thing because I knew if I went to college, I would still be doing both. Um, and looking back, you know, who knows how that would have turned out. You, you, you might play well. You might not have an opportunity to get drafted again. So um, – yeah, I ended up playing baseball and meeting great guys like yourself with the Phillies and enjoying my time there. And then, um, yeah, saw kind of saw the writing on the wall. My last my last couple years in Double A, I was I was that fourth outfielder where you're not guaranteed those abs day in day out. Um, and it was about the same time that I had met my my wife Haley and just kind of praying on it, felt a calling to get back into get back into football not only to pursue potentially an NFL career, um, but I knew outside of the game, I wanted to be more so on the football than baseball side and made that decision and went with it, enjoyed my time playing. And um, yeah, now I'm, now I'm coaching. I, I, uh, I coached at a high school in Lexington, Kentucky for one year after I was uh, done playing college football and then haven't had an opportunity to come here and, and coach football down here. So again, that was probably really long-winded, and I feel like I even left stuff out. Um, but yeah, I guess that's somewhat of a, a summary there. No, that's a, that's a crazy story, man. Uh, just the opportunity, like I said, to to play both sports, and you know, it sounds like like you said, you, you leaned on your faith to make that decision. Did you enjoy baseball more coming out of high school, or was it more or less just like you know what, this is a really really good opportunity? And I don't know if this is going to happen again. Whereas, you know, you ended up being able to to play college football anyway. Did you, is that, was that the plan all along where it's like, you know what, if it doesn't work out, I know that I can have an opportunity to, to give that football a run still. I'm not sure it's a lot harder sometimes for mm -hmm. baseball to maybe work out then the, the way that I wanted to after college, like how, how did that kind of work out for you? Yeah, it was, it was more so, it was more so the opportunity for sure. Um, being drafted in the third round and have an opportunity to to go ahead and pursue that because um, there haven't been a lot of guys that have done the baseball and then gone back to football, but there have been guys to do it with, I mean, Chris Winkie and Brandon Whedon. And, I mean, there, there's even uh, guys, not only quarterbacks, receivers, position players that have done it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I knew that it was, it was an opportunity to do um, or that would be there. And it was kind of a, it was it was one of those things where I 
you never you never want to have a mindset of a plan B because you just want to be just so focused on what's going on and lock in and you, and you don't want that to like hinder what's going on. But I, I also didn't want to go to college and then be thinking about, you know, the opportunity that it could be if for some reason, you know, I'm, I'm playing baseball and maybe it's not going well or, you know, you go into it and, man, like I'm having to go to school and just juggle all of that. And um, so, but again, because there are just so many what ifs going on, just kind of brought back to my, my faith and prayer life. And for me, if, if I'm able to, to pray on it and, and, and talk to family and know that they're praying for me as well, you just kind of um, do what you can to have that gut feeling and, you know, people say whatever's kind of on your heart. And that's just kind of what I went with. I love it, dude. And did you find that it was difficult transitioning like after, you know, I know you went from playing baseball, you had the calling, you're like, I don't know, kind of saw the writing on the wall, went to Auburn, right? You went to Auburn for a year, which I mean, shit, that I do been amazing, like playing in, in front of all of those, like how can you explain that? I guess before I ask the question of, of just kind of the transition from just your end of your career with football and baseball to coaching, um, how was it playing in an SEC like game at I mean, Auburn? Like college football, uh, Coach Morris, uh, Chad Morris. He, I, I had three different offensive coordinators in three years at Auburn. I was there from uh, eighteen to twenty. Uh, Malzahn was the head coach and I had, we had three different quarterback, quarterback coaches while I was there, but he would just talk to us and say, guys, like, this is a high you can't buy. I mean, we would be in the locker room and you hear, if you, I don't know if you've ever been to an Auburn game, but they have the Eagle that flies around and he lands on the 50, you know, it's war Eagle and it's a hundred thousand people just together getting behind a, a team. And it's definitely something special. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I had goosebumps every time running out of the tunnel um, obviously would have loved to play more than I did there. Uh, I was a backup my entire career. Uh, we had a lot of talented players in that, in that, uh, you know, quarterback room. Um, Jared Stidham, Bo Nix, uh, he'll, he'll probably end up getting drafted pretty high this year. He's, he's, um, he's at Oregon to finish his career. Uh, Malik Willis was a backup and he ended up being a third round pick. There was a lot of great guys and I, I just, I enjoyed my time there and, I was I was grateful for the opportunity that I did get to you know have um, there was a, a game against Samford that was really the only game that I was able to play a substantial amount of time and was able to throw a couple of touchdown passes and I mean that, it was one of the best days of my life to be able to have that AU on my helmet um, and you know throw a couple of touchdown passes and and lead those guys on the field because you just you put in so much work with the summer workouts and everything going on just to be able to actually get on the field and celebrate with your teammates. It was, it was definitely a special, special experience for sure. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I can only imagine. It seems so cool. I mean, Auburn has one of the best atmospheres in college football. It's like you run down, right? Like for like the, so, is that, I, I, um, like as far as the Hill, uh, I, I, yeah. down a hill. Yeah, yeah. So Clemson, Clemson has maybe, I mean, maybe the best entrance. Like I'm, I'm an Auburn guy, so you know we we, we yeah, have the yeah. smoke and whatnot. Clemson comes down the hill, which is really exciting. Okay, um, I mix it up. I mix it up. But uh, no, I mean, really, all those SEC stadiums, it's it's just it's wild, and those people go crazy for it. So yeah, it was it was neat. It was very cool. Awesome, dude. And then 
you know, the transition, right? I think this is something that I personally struggle with a lot, you know, being an athlete for 23 years of my life, right? Just that moment when you're not an athlete anymore and you detach your whole identity to it. I'm speaking for myself. Um, you obviously played even a lot longer, right? You played more baseball. You ended up going and playing playing football for, for four years. Mm-hmm. Like how was that when, you know, your career was done and you, you know, you're no longer an athlete anymore. You're transitioning. How did that go for you? It was, it was actually somewhat smooth for me. I, um, and, and, and this is a topic that I'm glad you're talking about because, and I think more and more people are starting to talk about it, uh, which is good because I remember hearing conversations about, players struggling for like the what if after while I was playing. And so um, yeah. I'm happy that I was exposed to that to kind of start, you know, thinking about the after because uh, I think I mentioned how towards the end of my baseball career, I was thinking about, okay, so like, what do I want to do after? Do I want to pursue baseball? And who knows what the Lord has in store? Maybe all um, because I was 23, 24 at the time. And I mean, who knows, even though you're the fourth outfielder, you just kind of hang around, hang around, hang around, and maybe make a major league debut at 28 if you're able to do that. Now, at the same time, it is kind of a year-to-year process. You know, you show up to spring training, and you're hoping you're, you know, not one of those guys that, that has to leave during spring training. Um, but that's kind of what I was thinking about. All right, do I want to continue to pursue this till I can't? Or, like, what am I wanting to do? Because what does that look like? I knew that if I played minor league baseball, I played against guys that are 28, 29, 30, 31, and they're just grinding it out. And, you know, that's awesome for them. Is that something that I wanted to do? And be 30 with nothing on my resume but minor league baseball? And, again, there's a lot of guys that do that, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to pursue and and reach a goal. But I did know that. I had an opportunity to play football and I knew that through football, I would be able to get a college education paid for, for free. And then while I'm in that environment, if I do want to coach, I think I'd rather do football. And so that would allow me to do that. And so there were some factors as I was leaving baseball on what I was going to do after. Um, But you mentioned identity and the biggest thing was for me to understand that my identity wasn't in football and baseball. And you'll hear um, people talk about this all the time, but my, my identity is, you know, who God says that I am and, and that I'm valued and loved and that my identity is, is in him. Um, And so I think that allowed me to have success as well during like towards the end of my baseball career and into my football career, um, cause if, if you look at my resume and when I'm able to talk about it, it's easy to look at it and say, wow, what like an unbelievably successful guy, this guy's done so much. And I would often find myself thinking, wow, look at everything that I've been a failure at. Look at everything that I've failed to accomplish. I mean, when I was drafted, I wanted to be a big leaguer and I found out first four or five years, it was, you know, I've wasn't the player that I was wanting to be. I was just kind of, I, I was never an average guy. I never wanted to be average. I always wanted to be the best in everything that I did. Every sport that I played in school, I was even competitive. Um, and I was a 240 hitter, just kind of average. And then you move on to football and, you know, 
I was I was very blessed and a good enough player to get a full ride to an SEC program in Auburn. And obviously you have to be a pretty good player to get that done and, and to be a backup on a team like that. But I was a backup. I never started, never really got enough time on the field to have the NFL even be a realistic option. So especially during my time at Auburn, I was able to understand that, okay, this is going to end. And if, if my happiness and my joy is based off of what is happening on the football field at Auburn or when I transferred to EKU, if that's what it's going to be based on, then that's, that's not going to be something that I'm going to be able to cling on to because I don't really have a lot of control over that. But if my identity is in Christ and I understand that the creator of this universe sent his son to, to die as a sacrifice for my sins and all I have to do is believe in him to have eternal life, now it starts to kind of bring in perspective like, okay, I'm on this earth for 100 years and when I'm playing college football for four years, okay, so that earthly success, awesome, it happens. Well, then you're going to have to move on to something other than being the star quarterback at Auburn, if that's what you want to do. And the more that I was able to understand that, the more peace I had while I was at Auburn. And I feel like I've been able to translate that to my post-playing career now that I'm coaching. And I'm just trying to give guys the same perspective on what's going on as in, it's going to be here and it's going to go. So how do you truly have that, you know, happiness not predicated off of what's happening on the field, which is not an easy thing to do. We're only human. But to me, um, I just, and Timothy Keller, uh, he's, he was a pastor. He passed away somewhat recently. And I, um, I've read a couple of his books and listened to podcasts. And I love what he has to say about, just kind of faith and there being God and trying to have perspective because I, he, he said that he hadn't found anything in this world to give him that peace other than Christ. And um, just the more that I dive into scripture to me, it, to me, it makes sense. And I would love to kind of hear from you and really other people like these athletes that I talk to like, Hey, like, how, how are you doing? Like, how is the mindset? Like, where where is your identity and how is that working because i i haven't found or heard anything that's been a true constant thing other than other than faith but i am open to see kind of you know what else is out there and want people to to feel confident in in something other than who they are as an athlete yeah no that's amazing that you were able to really just i mean dive into that before you were done right at auburn and you know, were you, it sounded like even back in high school, you had talked about how faith kind of led you to the decision to, to go and pursue baseball right out of high school. Has it, was it always like a huge part of your life growing up and something that you leaned on pretty heavily or did it, you know, really become your identity towards the end of your, your career there? Um, my, my faith has always been a big part of my life. Uh, I was listening to, I lost you, Wojo. Can you, can you still hear me? I can. Okay. I lost you on the screen, but, um, so yeah, in high school, it's, it, it was, it was a big part of my life. And I actually listened to Kurt Cousins podcast and I liked the way he put it about, 
when you're young and you can't, you're exposed to the gospel and different things, um, you're a fan of it. Like, oh, wow, he did that for us. Like, that's awesome. I'm a huge fan of Jesus. And then the more that you dive into scripture and try and understand it, then once you become a follower of Christ and you really are able to implement that into your day-to-day life, um, then you're able to, you know, to truly make a difference on it. But um, yeah, faith has always been a big part of my life. I will say just kind of the spiritual maturity did start to happen towards the end of my baseball career. Um, And then definitely continued to grow as I met my wife, Haley, who's also just a huge believer. um, And it's something that initially kind of connected us and made us compatible for sure. Um, And then just into Auburn, uh, it just only continued to grow and grow. Um, but I, I always had that as, as a foundation in my life. And I think that as I got older, the more it became very, very evident, like, well, this is something that you needed. Cause when I was, you know, from, I guess, earliest I can remember playing sports age seven from seven to 18, I was, you know, arguably the best player in whatever sport I was playing at the time. And so, yeah, you know, you win something like, you know, okay, all glory to God and all of those things. And that, and that's great. And that's awesome. But then you get to a point where now you're not having that success on the field. Are you still able to be grateful and thankful and understanding of what Christ has done in your life and try and buy into whatever his plan is for your life? And um, I am fully convinced that the path that I've taken has only led me to dive more into scripture and understand more of what he is and what he's done and what he's doing here on earth through me and in my life. Awesome, man. And is there anything you did? I know you said that when you're at Auburn, it started like your spiritual life really started taking just even to the next level. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that you did or anything you can expand on like on a daily, weekly basis that really helped that come? Yeah fruition for you. I, I asked because like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to, to get better. And, you know, I've, you know, leaned on God and the universe, kind of like a combination. I have mm-hmm. just where I try to really embody that faith of that everything is conspiring to get me exactly where I'm supposed to be. Sure. In sure. life. You know, so I've had, that hasn't always been the case, but I've, you know, gone through different things where I'm like, you know, trying different things out and it's like, right. okay, this seems to be the the best way, right? Like having the faith that all of the events that happened in my life are putting, putting that exact order sure. supposed to be almost stepping stones where, you know, there's a lot of times in the past that I would dwell on like, Oh, like this, you know, this sucks. Like this crappy situation happened to me. Right. And now like I try to, and this is not always easy yeah. be like, you know, like where's the positive here? Like how can we use this as that stepping stone, even, you know, when it seems so bad or it seems like such a terrible event, we're positive in this. So, you know, I'd love for you to expand on just some things that you've done to really grow your faith and sure. um, you know, take it to the next level. Definitely. Um, I would say the one of the biggest things, because I, I would always talk to, you know, players and, um, you know, friends talking about they've been dealt a bad hand in life and it's just a really bad situation. Like, how, how am I supposed to understand that this bad thing that happened is supposed to somehow result in a, in a good thing happening? And uh, this is another thing that I was able to listen from Timothy Keller. And when Jesus died on the cross, 
that was that was a very bad day. There was a lot of people around that were, um, you know, pretty devastated and not sure. Now he he said that he was going to rise again three days later, but um, maybe people have you know claimed to do that, and it's you know seemed pretty pretty far fetched, like it's not going to happen. So when when Christ died, that was a very very bad day, um, and I would assume the next you know the next couple of days after were extremely dark, um, and then on the third day he rises again. And, you know, this movement of, uh, you know, Christians and the church and everything that's come that's come from it. Um, it, It's that single event is the foundation of what I believe in. So if that bad event can result in a good thing, surely whatever issue in my life that hasn't happened would be able to result in something positive as well. Um, so that's just the entire basis of, of my belief was a bad thing turning out to be just the salvation of the entire world. And then just some practical stuff on a day-to-day basis, worship music for me to start my day on the way to work. I sometimes I'll get emotional just listening to lyrics and it's just, it's a very strange, strange feeling that just seems so, so real. Um, when, when you're listening just to a simple worship, worship song. Um, and then the other thing is making it, um, you know, making it very, uh, important to truly open up scripture and try and understand everything from the old Testament to the new and really understand the story. Cause growing up, I always knew Jesus and you're taught that he died on the cross for your sins. And it's just a very simple thing, but, when you're able to truly dive in and understand it more, uh, it's it's really amazing. And I've even used my um, doubt, which again, this is this is more stuff from Timothy Keller talking about using your doubt to push towards what the truth is going to be. And when I was playing baseball, I I'm scared to say that I had doubts, but I don't think that my faith was as strong because when i was drafted i was like okay i'm a jesus follower um so i'm sure that jesus has it in his plan for me to be a big leaguer and then i'll be a big leaguer and just be able to tell everyone about jesus and all that stuff um when you know that didn't happen you have to have the mindset of okay so now now i'm now i'm doubting and now i need to like read scripture and say like wait is this story real because when you're younger you're told but the more that i kind of chased that doubt and tried to find holes in what christianity and that scripture said the more that i kind of leaned towards wow like all this stuff is holding water and when i look around in the world that i live in it just everything makes more sense if this story written down is true and so i just kind of used that that doubt and it pushed me to be even um, a bigger believer in everything going on. That's really awesome, man. You know, I think that's, that's really cool that you were able to really, it sounds like you, you've done a lot of work on this. You know, it just hasn't, you know, come to fruition overnight, right? You put a lot of work in, you've done a lot of reading, you've listened to a lot of podcasts, you've really just put it to the test and tried to like, look at the evidence and really figure out what, what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing for really everybody, right? It's just like, there's going to be different ways that work for everybody. But, yep. you know, the fact that you found a really good way and you've been able to use it as a stepping stone for for you to take on the next just 
um, phase of your life, season of your life here is, is really amazing and inspiring. And, you know, it's, it's helpful for me too, to kind of, you know, it's personally like I, you know, I do this podcast and I was telling you, I just shifted it a little bit more towards, mm-hmm. you know, athletes, former athletes, um, you know, also just interesting people all together. But really, I, you know, I've, this whole thing that we're talking about has been one of the biggest struggles in my life has been, I basically poured my heart and soul into sports for 23 years. <laughs> and I thought that was end all be all, right? It was like, I, I was like, this is like, I didn't care about anything else. Like I didn't do nothing else my whole life until mm-hmm. other than drink, right? And that got me in trouble as well. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy. Like that, that leads up to the point of, Oh wow. Like I thought this was the the rest of my life. I didn't ever really have a plan B, which is good. I think, but like, it's like, Oh wow. What do I do now? Like it's, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, it was funny. You were saying, uh, when you were talking right there and you kind of got into your Wojo mode, um, and just, made me think of us playing mafia on long bus trips and you just kind of get into character and doing your thing. And, um, Oh my gosh, that was when you were, uh, talking about, you would just, you would just lock in and be an actor when we were playing mafia and say, you know, I was at the bowling alley, just, you know, crushing some pins and crushing some pictures and just like, you were just locked in. It's, it's good stuff but all the while it's like do, like do you have a plan b like what's going like you're enjoying the moment now and then like you know what's what's happening next what you know what's what's after this so yeah it's definitely something that it's good to think about it's good to talk about yeah no for sure and no mafia i was actually thinking about that the other day i was like we would crush mafia on those like 17 hour bus rides right. that we'd have and, and yeah that was like yeah <laughs> people look towards me like it's like yeah you know i was, uh, I was actually having coffee yeah yesterday morning and then i saw this person yeah. just like kind of add some I entertainment know. to it because yeah, it was just context of the start no it was, it was great it was awesome oh man that was, was so, so fun great. we had we had such a good squad and those those bus trips i mean you have to find some way to fill fill the gap when we're traveling from new jersey down to what was it like South Carolina? I think that that long, long trip that we had. Yeah, so, furthest down south we made it. I know Savannah was a trip um, that I had to make. I forget if if you were on the Savannah trip, but yeah, we 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 were in Lakewood, so we're the furthest north in the South Atlantic League. So um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of bus trips down that coast. Fun times, fun times. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that, just it's it's done in a snap of a finger, and then it's like, oh wow. And I, I actually realized when I was playing, because I, I loved baseball, like growing up, but once it became a job, it kind of changed for me a little bit. It was a lot different. And towards the end, before I ended up getting released, I was like, I was looking forward to those off days that we'd have. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like we get an because you didn't really have a lot of off sure. days. And nope. that was kind of a reflection period for me once I got done. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, do I really even like playing this or like the idea you know the idea of being an athlete like a pro athlete right yeah right because what yeah. other people will look at you as or if that's what you know you're finding your value in. yeah no it's definitely it's definitely something that hits you when you're getting paid for it and it's a grind and the success isn't there yeah definitely crazy but how, how has your life changed since 
since being done done with sports, since being a you know a running back coach here at IMG Academy, which I looked it up, you guys got a huge campus there. Like, what is it, six hundred acres or something like that? Like, it's, it's, is it basically like all sports? It's like, it's lot. just there's a lot of sports. Yeah, I think the one we just added, I think we added volleyball. I mean, there's we have probably ten to twelve different sports here, and we have four football teams alone here on campus. We have yeah, we have a national team. Uh, we have a national team that's made up of every position um, on that national team. The kid is like top, top five, top 10 in his class in that position. And the mindset of those kids is they're coming that they, like they, they already have those offers from Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, all these schools. Um, and they're coming here to play a national schedule against the top, you know, 20 teams in the country um, and try and prepare to win a starting job as a freshman in college. So that's what their mindset is. And then I coach, we have two teams that are also varsity level teams. They're the blue and the white team. Uh, and we have uh, talented kids as well. And their mindset is more of coming here to develop and then do everything they can to try and get exposure to, um, you know, to have an opportunity to play at the next level. Um, and then there's also a post-grad program where guys um, are wanting to play one more year, kind of take a gap year and, and help with their recruitment as well. So, and I think the post-grad team, they'll play some um, NAIA and maybe some junior colleges if they can. So that's kind of what that is. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot going on here. Um, but yeah, how my life has changed. I mean, I got, I got, I got married my freshman year of college which for me, I was 24, um, my freshman year of college. And so uh, being married was was a little bit of a change in, um, in what was going on. And that was just an unbelievable blessing. My, my wife, Haley, has been just, um, just an absolute game changer in my life. Um, and I was, I guess, kind of talking a little bit more about faith and priorities. Once, once I was able to hear from people that um, – that Jesus needs to be the most important relationship in your life. If you want to have better relationships, whether it's brother, mom, dad, sister, uh, you know, getting married, like once your relationship with, with Christ is the most important thing and that's kind of where it needs to be, then you can attempt to do that. So I was able to get, get where I needed to be with Christ towards the end of my baseball career. And at the same time, I was also meeting Haley. And so I met a person who also had, Jesus has the most important relationship in her life. And now she's my number two. I'm her number two with Jesus at the head of things. And that just is able to simplify everything and just create so much joy. Cause that's a lot of pressure. If I'm like, if she's the most important thing and I'm trying to please her and like, um, she's trying to, to please me. And it's just, that's, that's the priority that can just be a little bit hectic and stressful. But when we're both focused on Christ and how we're just supposed to be as human beings here on earth and doing what, what we can to, to share the good news to other people, then we're just able to enjoy each other's company and know that we can help more people together than we would apart. And, and that's been a total blessing. And a year ago we had a baby boy, little Grayton. And I mean, I, there's no way that I've smiled as much as I have in this last year with him. Um, just the amount of joy that, that he brings, that he adds to my life is, is unreal. Um, and I get so much out of watching my wife laugh at him 
it's like the craziest thing because knowing that he makes her so happy, it just it gives me so much joy because obviously I love him to death. But seeing in her and how much she loves taking care of him and making him happy, um, it's just it's an unbelievable blessing. And it just adds another layer to, wow, I was concerned about what I'm doing on like a baseball field or a football field. And here I am with all of these things just bringing me so much joy that do not have anything to do with what I thought was so, so important just five to eight years ago. You know, um, it's just a total total perspective change and um so yeah i guess that's that's me i'm i'm a dad been married four years i think hopefully that's right um and then yeah have have a one-year-old and just coaching ball and just trying to to help guys that were once in my shoes accomplish their goals and and have and have the right mindset to you know hopefully get that done i love it dude i'm sure you're giving them such an amazing perspective just from all of your experience and just, you know, what you've learned going through I mean, being like a highly touted recruit in both baseball and football coming out of high school, experiencing both what, you know, the pro baseball scene is and having to grind on a right. daily basis and not really ever, you know, knowing what the next year is going to hold or all of that stuff. And then having to just do the whole grind of, of football, which I would imagine is, is insanely crazy as well with the summers and the two a days and, and all of the preparation that goes into, to, to doing that and playing at a, at a big D one school like that. And so mm -hmm. I'm curious, like what's, what's the, the ultimate dream for you going forward? You know, if you, if you could draw up the next, let's yeah. say 10 years, exactly how you want it. Like what, what is, uh, what is the, the dream there for you? Yeah. Um, I, it's always it's always good to have goals for sure, but if you know, I've, I've learned anything in the last ten years, it's my plans and God's plans are definitely different. Um, you know, I like I said, wanted to be a big leaguer didn't happen. Wanted to be an NFL quarterback didn't happen. Now I'm coaching ball, so then the logical thing would be okay. So you're a coach, so you want to be a head football coach and win the Super Bowl, right? That's just like the highest thing that you can possibly attain at the position. Um, and so for me, my goal is I'm, I'm trying to simplify it and just, I want to have the most influence that I possibly can related to the sports that I've played. So football, baseball, I, I do have more of a passion for football, so I can see, um, you know, ending up at a high school level. If there's an opportunity for college grade, I could see maybe being in the NFL, um, I'm just kind of curious to see what the Lord has in store for me as far as where I'm going to be able to be used by him, um, just to make a difference, uh, you know, for his kingdom ultimately, cause that's kind of, that really is the simplified goal. I'm just, I'm trying to expose people to the gospel because I think everyone can agree as human beings, I just want to be able to wake up and be happy and have joy and live an amazing life. Like that's, that is ground zero. Like that's just the base common, you know, thing that everyone has. And it's like, okay, so how do I accomplish that? And I just want to be in a setting where every day I'm just crazy positive And, you know, I'm not telling uh, my guys about, you know, Jesus, 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 every single day to where it's overwhelming. I just, I know who I am and I'm, by my actions and the way that I treat people every single day, 
hopefully people will be open to, you know, oh, wait, I, I think that I think that Coach Samber guy, I think he is pretty big into his faith, and it seems to be like the most important thing in his life. He seems, you know, to to be pretty happy every day for some reason, which is which is weird because um, there's just I know at times there can be a lot of ne- negativity, whether it's social media or this or what's going on. So I'm just trying to be a, a positive light every day. And I'm human, so it's not going to be perfect every day. And I totally understand that. Um, but I just want people to, uh, to just know what I believe and um, and work my way up and be a coach. But I guess uh, if I had to put something on it, I, I played college football and I kind of um, I, I love the impact that that college football can have. So, yeah, for for now, the goal is if the opportunity presents itself to, to work my way up and and lead a college football program and be able to to call plays and, and game plan. Uh, and because I'm I'm competitive and that's not going to change. And if I'm if I'm a coach and I'm able to kind of game plan and do that and try and win football games. I think that'd be uh, I think that'd be pretty pretty neat to be able to do so. Yeah, for now, when 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 a national championship at a at a college somewhere for sure would be would be awesome. But again, who knows what the Lord has in store for me? Maybe, maybe I'm a baseball coach next year. I have no idea what's going on. I really I really don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's cool, man. I love that. It's a that's a good goal. Either way, whatever works out. But the fact that you have that mindset that it's going to work out exactly how it's going to work out, and that you're just kind of trying to be a, a guiding light, a positive just person in, in other people's lives is huge. I think I've realized that so much recently, just over the last few years, that happiness is is the goal, right? It's it's just, you know, when you kind of nailed, kind of go down the, the line of what people want, really what they want is that feeling of happiness and fulfillment and joy on a regular basis. When, right. You know, it's pretty, pretty dang close to all of us. <laughs> you know, it's, it doesn't have to be something that you need to, to reach for external things to get it's uh that's never going to really get get you where you want to be i've done that a dozen or two dozen times tried to go at different things right where it just ends up you feel empty inside after you go at these different things so i think that's amazing man you're doing some awesome stuff i'm like i said i, I know you're impacting all the kids that you're coaching on a in a great level on a great on a daily basis you have a beautiful family I'm doing a lot of good stuff. I'd like to just end by having you. Like, is there anywhere people can go to to follow you? Any any way that that uh, everybody can support you? How how do you want uh, these listeners to to support you? Very hard? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to to follow me on on social media, they can. I know my wife is actually a, a really good follower. I feel like she ends up posting more about uh, our <laughs> our lives than I do, and I just kind of end up posting stuff that she posts. Uh, so I, I probably could be better at doing that, which that kind of gets me on a uh, don't know how much time you have and, uh, um, to talk about social media. But that was something that I yeah. really struggled with because um, social media, I always saw it, saw it as like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. But yeah. now it's coming to the point where I kind of have to understand that it's just kind of part of what it is. So you just have to do what you can to to be positive. Um and, and, and share some good things knowing that it's not a boastful thing, but there are people out there that, that need encouragement of what's going on. And that's just kind of part yeah. of today's day and age of what it is. Um, so yeah, on, on social media is a great way to follow. And then um, I would definitely open up the good word and, and try and give Jesus a little bit of a, a follow and try and understand 
more about who he is. I think I said it before, but whether wherever you're at on the scale, um, you know, I I would I would challenge you to if if you're a believer, great, dive into that. If you're not, really, really come to you know try and find the most logical reason why you're not. Because um, the last thing that I'll say is, uh, in this life, whether you believe in God or you don't, um, there is not you know. 100% proof either way. So you are taking a leap of faith, whether you believe in God or you don't, you are taking a leap of faith. Some of the smartest people in the world are Christ followers. Some of the smartest people in the world are not. So what does that tell you? Clearly there's, you know, there's not a hundred percent proof of one way or the other. So you need to decide where, where you're putting your faith at and what evidence supports that. And so that's my biggest thing is, you know, don't, if, if you're a Christ follower, don't just accept it because someone said it is like, you need to be able to justify your faith and okay, why do you believe that way? And if you don't chase that and, and find out and find, you know, what you feel is a good reason to why, you know, you're not there. And, you know, I'm, I, I just want people to, you know, be happy and enjoy what's going on. And, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. I love it, man. Yeah. Good vibes. Everybody, everybody enjoy life to the fullest. That's the, that's the big, that's the big thing. Right. And that's, uh, that's my motto. That's my motto is enjoy. Like I have that as my North star right now is to just enjoy every day to the fullest. And, and that's the, that's the goal. Figure that out. If I can Correct. fully embody that and figure that out. Like I, I know that the good stuff's going to happen. hundred percent. I love that. Good stuff, Cordell. Well, I appreciate you, man. Um, we'll, we'll put, you know, your link to your IG here below so everybody can follow you. Okay. Um, you know, I appreciate you coming on. It's been great catching up. Uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Please do. And the more that you're able to talk to people, anything, cause I mean, again, like, yes, I'm, I'm a follower and, you know, my faith is the center point, but I truly do want to, to know where other people are able to find happiness and joy and kind of where that comes from. Cause I, I don't want to be just so narrow minded just because I believe this, I still want to be approachable and be able to have a bigger conversation of, of, of what's going on um, as well. So yeah, feel free to reach out with anything that, that you find through conversations about, Hey, like this is kind of something that, you know, is working. And I would, I just, I just love learning every single day about, how like you're talking about like your north star like i mean it's joy it's happiness it's trying yeah. to find a meaning in this life so yeah please do stay in touch oh for sure man yeah that's that's what i've i've found for sure that faith is a huge thing and like i said i haven't fully like i'm on both sides right now and i'm i'm, I'm still trying to figure it out yeah. where you know i got god i got the universe you know it's it's faith in right now it's for me it's just faith in everything happening for a reason Right. That's that's kind of the common theme for me. And I and that's a huge thing. And also for me, what's helped me a lot is kind of just getting to know myself a lot more, you know, just meditation and just figuring out more about me. I, I kind of suppressed a lot of things for a long period of time and and didn't allow myself to feel emotions, didn't allow myself to to sit with myself and really learn more about me. Mm -hmm. And so the last like two, three years of my life have been really dedicated a lot to getting to know myself more, developing a better relationship with me. And I know from that, I've had a lot more happiness. And so those are, those are kind of a few things for me that have really helped out is like a meditation, like just having some structure to my day, 
Yeah. And having faith that everything that's happening is, is, uh, is happening for a reason and that it's, it's really getting me to where I'm supposed to be. That's awesome. I love it, dude. It's great. Good shit. Well, thanks again, Cord. Everybody, if you enjoy this, make sure you share this with somebody. You like, subscribe, you rate us. We appreciate all the help and helps us get out to more people and really make a bigger impact. So thanks so much. Thanks again, Cord. I appreciate you, brother. You got it.